is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. President Biden is headed to Delaware soon after meeting with first responders to last week's school shooting in Texas. I'm Jim Crisula in Uvalde, Texas. President Joe Biden and First Lady Jill Biden began their visit here at Robb Elementary School. They left behind a large bouquet of white flowers and looked at and touched large pictures of each of the 21 children and teachers who were killed. The Bidens chatted with the school superintendent and principal before heading to a midday mass at Sacred Heart Catholic Church. A crowd of protesters outside the church urged President Biden to do something about the murders. The president responded, we will. The Justice Department will review law enforcement's response to the massacre. Legal expert Lori Levinson. It is important for the Department of Justice to do the independent review of law enforcement's response in the Uvalde shooting. There's a great deal of public attention and a lack of confidence in how law enforcement responded. People are also pushing for stronger gun laws outside of the NRA's convention, just a few miles, a few hundred miles from Uvalde. CBS's Robert Costa is there. Some of those protesters included children making their own pleas for reform. I really shouldn't be having to be scared to go to school. And my mom shouldn't really be having, you know, shouldn't be scared to send me to school every day. But Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson says this isn't about guns. We have to look at how we can better secure our schools and it is about the single point of entry it is about the mental health issues where we've got to do better to identify those that are potentially a mass killer this is cbs news welcome to the open talk portion of our program 866-391-1020 is the number uh, this morning, I watched CBS uh, Sunday morning, and they did a report on two parents whose six-year-old son was killed in the mass shooting at Sandy Hook. Uh, these parents, along with a number of other plaintiffs, uh, sued Remington Arms and won a $73 million settlement that will be distributed among the other plaintiffs in the suit. Uh, but most revealing in the story, beyond the parents' grief uh, at the loss of their son, was an interview with their lawyer who studied the marketing that Remington did, uh, full of, quote, now you have your man card, end of quote, statements, uh, and pictures of your platinum man card along with the AR-15 style Bushmaster um, rifle. Uh, these statements were included in the marketing, and um, once you bought your Bushmaster Bush models, I guess you were a man then. Um, they appealed to the testosterone-fueled uh, American way of manhood, I think. Uh, one of the other things they did in this story, though, uh, beyond the horrible marketing that they were doing, in my opinion, horrible, it was good for business, I'm sure, uh, they also examined the history of the military-style weapon that made me flash back to Vietnam. And, Jim, I, uh, you were there using it much more than I was. I remember the silver boat that came uh, before my time there that used to jam all the time, and people complained about that. So they've modernized this weapon. It has um, become very effective compared to when it was first invented. And in the report, they talked about the kind of uh, explosive wounds that an AR-15-style weapon creates. Now, I remember going to the rifle range. We had M14s uh, at first before we changed over 
uh, to the AR-15. And I remember the instructor taking an ammo can about 20 yards out uh, and taking a rifle and firing at the can. He hit it dead center, and the can jumped up at least 20 feet in the air, and he walked out and picked it up. And he showed us this very clean bullet hole in the front of the can where he shot it, dead center. Then he turned the can around, and the whole back of it was ripped out. And he told us why this weapon was so deadly. Uh, And they showed it in this report, or they didn't show wounds, but they showed the lawyer discovering uh, why the weapon was so deadly. Uh, And I remember the instructor saying um, that the bullet sort of tumbles once it enters and causes all sorts of internal damage. And so it's good for inflicting uh, deadly uh, effectiveness on your enemy when you shoot them with it. And they showed that in this report. And these are the kinds of weapons that they're marketing uh, to us now. They are made for killing human beings. You've heard that statement over and over again. And you may have heard uh, just before I started in a commercial break that tonight, 60 Minutes is also doing a report on the damage that these weapons of war do. I hope that you will, um, uh, it, you know, I don't know, do what I do when 60 Minutes is on. Uh, I I just have the sound down and the, um, the uh, titles uh, going in it so I can get a glimpse of what's going on. And sometimes we have commercial breaks and I can watch some of the reports. But I hope that they do talk about the kind of damage these weapons inflict internally once the bullet enters uh, a human body. Watch it and then call me, okay? That's in the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, I also uh, saw some uh, statistics um, today that said gun violence is now the leading cause of death for children in America ahead of automobile accidents. Um, According to CNN's Michelle Watson, uh, six people were shot, two of whom suffered life-threatening injuries in downtown Chattanooga, Tennessee, on Saturday night, police said. Officers patrolling the area heard gunshots uh, just at 11.45 p.m. near the area of 100 Cherry Street and arrived at the scene on multiple parties of multiple parties exchanging gunfire and numerous people fleeing the area. That's what the police said. I tell you, you can't go anywhere now uh, without this kind of stuff uh, going on. You can't have a festival. Uh, and this report just in from the PG, uh, I believe CG posted it on my Facebook page, at Chris Moore, uh, one-year-old shot and killed near PPG Place in downtown Pittsburgh. Uh, a one-year-old boy was shot and killed Sunday afternoon, this afternoon, in downtown Pittsburgh, police said. Just before 2.45 p.m., police received calls reporting that an infant had been shot on the corner of Stanwyck Street and Forbes Avenue, not far from PPG Place and Market Square. Oh, it's everywhere. Pittsburgh Police, EMS, Port Authority Police, and Allegheny County Sheriffs responded to the scene where they found a child inside a car having suffered a gunshot wound. The victim was pronounced dead at the scene. Pittsburgh Police Commander Kristen Zett said the shooting was a drive-by, but police don't know what connection, if any, exists between the victim and the suspect. 
Commander Zed said police have received several tips but are not releasing a description of a suspect or of the evidence found. Photos from the scene showed several shell casings. So we don't even know what kind of weapon was used, but I, I guess the police do if they have the shell casings. And then uh, I see there was another shooting in uh, Oklahoma at a Memorial Day festival late last night. Seven people injured there, two with life-threatening in, uh, injuries. Um, you know, I keep saying I don't know what it's going to take to stop this kind of gun violence, but I have read that there are some people who have some answers, and I'm frantically searching for them to get them on here and talk to you about it. But this is the kind of stuff that seems to go on everywhere. And now a one-year-old has been shot in downtown Pittsburgh just a couple of hours ago and is deceased. Gun violence, I repeat, is now the leading cause of death for children in America ahead of automobile accidents. Um, I, I just don't know uh, what to say about all this. I really don't. Uh, I'm at my wits end. And yesterday we were talking to a lot of comments on uh, my Facebook page uh, about arming police, not police, uh, teachers uh, in the classroom. And I'll get to some of those because a lot of them came in after uh, I was off the air. So we'll, we'll read some of those to you and uh, figure out what's going on. In the meantime, if you want to talk about that or what we were talking about with the Ukraine, I'm Chris Moore. I'm ready to take your calls. <laughs> Eight six six three nine one ten twenty. Let's go to the phones. And Ron in California, you're on KDK. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, a couple of thoughts been brought up in your conversation. One on those uh, those armaments with with uh, the degree of uh, not having to ne necessarily hit a center shot, center, center, but hitting any uh, part of a body can debilitate that that uh, that target, and that's those designs are relevantly the, the the most insidious of all weapons that we do have. What my core was about uh, my early years on as a conservator court appointed, and and re reaching different people with mental illnesses. <clears throat> Uh, the factor that, that I learned as I progressed in other areas of student learning with environmental conditions was the uh, transgenerational from mother to child uh, effects that manifested themselves uh, in such diseases as schizophrenia and bipolar diseases, maybe in late teens and, and uh, the early 20s. <clears throat> and uh, I think in consideration to talk about mental health, that uh, may be a causation factor for a lot of this disruption that we've been having. Uh, we maybe should start to focus on mental health education and causation factors being recognizable early on so that we can provide the treatment for such people. This uh, most recent person who's committed this most hazardous of crimes yet uh, may have had such an, an instability that his uh, issues would, would have been recognized early on had people around him, family, and even educators been more in tune to such indications of symptoms. Well, I think it's that and and a lot more. I think we need to monitor social media too. Uh, the guy uh, Ramos uh, in in uh, Uvalde, Texas, uh, was posting stuff a half hour before he did this, 
writing people in Germany that he didn't even know that well that he was getting ready to do it. So uh, we're okay. going to have to do a better a job of monitoring social media, too. Well, Christian, would you not think that social media has been the problem because it takes the symptoms away from the, the family where it may be recognizable and it's put on the private aspect of being able to use social media? Well, another reason to examine it more closely. Absolutely, sir. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Barb on the south side. You're on KDK. Hey, Chris. You know, I appreciate you doing what you do on your show because, you know what, we have too many people on this. KDK are not more than glorified masters of ceremonies. You here stir the pot, and I love it. But I wanted to make a point. I don't know how popular it would be, but I have said it before to somebody. I said, I think it was Robert. And I think about how people are so visual today. I know this would never happen, but I was thinking of Emmett Till and how when he was so brutally beaten to death whistling at the white woman. I mean, beat him beyond a pulp, and they went to his mother and said, we got to close the casket. She says, oh, no, you will not. Mm -hmm. No, you will not. I want everybody to see what you did to my child. And the casket was open, and people walked past, and they clutched their hankies, and they sobbed, and the politicians were shocked, and it was one of the turning points in the civil rights movement that those pictures that were flashed all over the country. And I often wonder, this past week, I, I thought, I know it would not happen, but if some of these people who have glorified child sacrifice at the altar of the gun could see what that high-velocity bullet does to a body. I, I worked for a doctor for 20 years, Chris, and uh, uh, these people here have never seen a knock-up. But if somebody, not, and I know the parents wouldn't do such a thing today. In fact, when you see something on the news, they'll say, we're sorry, we're just warning you that this may be disturbing to some viewers. And if something's so mild, you said that didn't disturb me a bit. My wife and I say that all the time. I mean, that didn't disturb yeah. me. Can you mm -hmm. imagine somebody standing there saying, our child's casket will be open. I want you to see what this gun has done to my child's face. And if that happened, I believe that you would see a hue and cry, an uproar. You would have people screaming and hollering at the politicians, and that might affect some change. I, 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 you know, when I saw the pictures of Emmett Hill, in history, because I'm, I'm an older woman. But well, I, I remember seeing them in Jet Magazine. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I remember the impact it had on me as a kid. So it, it uh, I, I think you're death. right. If one of those parents or a couple of them were courageous enough to say, look what they did to my baby, like Ms. Mamie Till did. Right. Um, Can you imagine? Uh, it might have that impact that we it, finally need. You know what? Because the people today, Chris, they are so insulated they they they're, they they're just like they're so it's not like they're inoculated just enough not to get the real disease of being shot 